0: We have a new sponsor, but I consider it an honor to endorse FreeFiltering.org. It's a way to block unwanted adult websites from getting through to your kids. And with the rise of porn and movies like Sound of Freedom ringing the bell that we have a problem, it starts at home with filtering out unwanted and inappropriate content from getting through to your kids' Wi-Fi, which will block inappropriate content from getting to their phones and tablets. Block all that inappropriate stuff now. And it's free. Use my personal code when you sign up, www.freefiltering.org, forward slash, then the pound sign, save kids. That's it. www.freefiltering.org, forward slash, then the pound sign, and save kids. That's it. You're in, and you'll be feeling safer almost immediately. I promise. Welcome back to the program, Speaking Out America. That's uh, me, Jim Watkins here, and we're very glad to have back on the program a gentleman who's been on with us a couple of times, Michael Lee Mason. Michael Lee is the developer of freefiltering.org, which we'll talk about in a minute. And this is a uh, software that keeps the porn and all of the salacious stuff from getting to your kids, you know, blocking it on the Wi-Fi. And we'll get to some of that in just a minute. For those who don't know, uh, Michael Lee uh, Mason is a veteran of Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom. As an entertainer, he was overseas in the battlefront, but he was entertaining the troops, keeping the morale high, and we're glad about that. It's good to have you here, and we must talk about, Michael, uh, the sound of freedom. You know, YouTube has announced that they're pulling all Jim Caviezel interviews off of YouTube. Isn't not that isn't that amazing? That because YouTube wow. is owned by who owns who owns YouTube Google,
1: right? That's crazy. I didn't. I did not even know that they had decided to do that. Um, Google, as far as I can tell, you know they started off twenty or thirty years ago, and and their mantra was do no evil. So I don't know how they made yeah. a one hundred and eighty degree pivot to well, promoting evil because they do, uh, at this point with it, the oh things yeah, they sure. do with YouTube to censor free speech. It's crazy.
0: Well, they're very pro LGBTQ plus plus ten and it shows everything now is is seen through the lens of racism, sexism, homophobism, classism. I mean, there's so many victim groups now I can't even keep track. But you saw Sound of Freedom, and I wanna tie this into your your product because uh, the, we all know now anybody who's gone to see Sound of Freedom, which is based on facts uh, of Tim Bullard, who was a CIA agent, and then he later w- went after and tried to rescue children who were part of the sex trade. And what we found at the end of the movie was that uh, America is the number one place for human trafficking, and I think the reason is because yep. there's so much porn. The porn is what's driving the profits. I know that there's also the human trafficking, and the prostitution. But my feeling is, with social media and all the tools that people have, video editing, and their smartphone is a broadcast quality video. That's where I think the biggest offenses are, because people can get away with it in their homes, and they and they go to these dark websites, and that's what your free filtering thing prevents. Is those those people that are trying to go after your kids. Uh, So tell me, first of all, you saw Sound of Freedom. What were your thoughts? And and let's
1: dig in. Well, it's it's kind of crazy to think about. You know, the premise of the movie uh, is that Tim Ballard was employed, uh, I believe, by the Department of Homeland Security. And part of his job was going after uh, people who were distributing or consuming child pornography. So he was... uh, having some success putting uh, child porn producers and consumers behind bars, but it really started to nag him that he knew there were these kids who were entrapped and enslaved and being used um, for sex uh, by perverts. And he kind of went rogue um, according to the movie and decided, you know, I got to go rescue um, some of these kids. And uh, finally, it sounds like he had to leave his job at the Department of Homeland Security and just go all in on on traveling the world and and rescuing these kids. But in my in my mind, there's a direct link between pornography and all kinds of other deviancy or sin. Right. If if we become addicted to pornography, uh, if we become so internally focused uh on ourselves and and feeding our disordered sexual passions uh the science says that eventually you know your your brain becomes addicted to pornography in the same manner that you're addicted to drugs right and and what the drug users do you know they start off with just that first hit on that on that serious drug and they have an amazing time but from then on out it requires more and more of that drug to try to recreate that first high that they had. And that's what happens with pornography right now. We have pornographers uh, aiming porn at kids as young as eight years old. They try to get them hooked as, as kids. Um, They try to create this environment and culture that's normal. Everybody's doing it. And what happens? Well, over many years, if a kid's introduced to pornography at the age of eight or 11 and they start consuming it over many years. What happens is they, they constantly need that next uh, more aggressive type of pornography, that next high to try to recreate or, you know, get, get uh, you know, get to dopamine they need to go. release, right? And it, it's, it's it's a, a, yeah, yeah, it's dopamine and, it's, and it, it, it leads directly to more and more vile things like uh, abusing children. Uh, seeking out a prostitute, Um, you know, the things that are depicted in this movie, I guarantee you every single one of these men who was a client paying to have sex with kids, I guarantee you they have pornography consumption in their past.
0: Yeah, because that's where it starts. And it's like feeding this monster that just keeps getting more and more hungry. And then you can't stop. And the next thing you know, you become... Somebody that you never thought you would be, just like if you became, you know, people. They're young; they they grow up, and and then things happen, and they go down the. You see, we've eliminated the word sin from the vocabulary, the English vocabulary. Now, when you say the word sin, oh, that's a Christian thing, but no, sin is that very thing. It's when you you willfully choose that which you know is not good, and it gives you pleasure, and then you want to have more of it and more of it. You know. One of the things that's going on right now, uh, I'll play this little clip from you. I I do a lot of social media monitoring just to see what's out there. Listen to this guy. I think he's a social media influencer, Alex Totten. Listen to him. It's only about 36 seconds, but I want to get your take on it. Listen to this. There are a lot of people who have suggested Jim Caviezel's been attacked because he has suggested that there are Hollywood elites who are involved in this, that there are powerful people high up in American society who are involved in sex trafficking on the wrong side of the sex trafficking. They're the customers, you know, Epstein Island type people. And Caviezel said yesterday that Epstein Island is not the only Island where this kind of stuff is going on. It's going on other places too. It's going on offshore. Some people keep their money offshore. These people keep the children offshore. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I I say it's certainly true, Right. I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but in the last 18 months, I came across a man, probably in his 30s or 40s, uh, who was a child actor in Hollywood. If I knew his name, you would know exactly. Yeah, I, I know does. you're he talking a about. Very, yes. Uh, yeah, a very popular child actor, and he talks about his own experience of being taken in uh, by homosexual men on set. And um, I think it's obvious. I mean, anybody with a somewhat clean conscience who is not, you know, constantly defiling their conscience with the things they consume, anybody who goes and sees a typical Hollywood movie and sees the things they depict in even, say, a PG-13 or a rated R movie, if they're depicting that stuff on screen and, and there's someone behind the camera capturing the vile things that they're willing to put out uh, in the movie theaters—that's just what they're showing in public. So don't tell me there's not stuff going on behind the scenes uh, that there aren't wealthy, powerful people who are feeding their disordered desires at the expense of children, at the expense of young women who want to make it in Hollywood. Um, you know, there's think about the how world. it's proliferated
0: it's- now with with TikTok and young kids that are just trying to get attention and they're competing. It, it's gone haywire. Uh, I, I fear that if it's this bad now, how is it going to be in 20 years, 30 years? I
1: mean. Well, yeah. I, I mean, Christ said that evil men will, uh, you know, go on and that things will wax worse and worse as we approach the end of time. I, I had a, a user uh, at freefiltering.org come to me a few weeks ago and say, Hey, I want to make you aware of something that you may not be aware of. I want to make sure that your filters are blocking uh, some some things. And he proceeded to tell me uh, how, as a young man in his late teens and early twenties, um, how he had been exposed to Japanese animated art. You know. Oh yeah, what's that called? called? Anime. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Anime but yeah. but he was specifically reaching out to me to let me know about a subgenre of animated art i believe it's called hentai hey,
0: i want um, you to hang on to that we got to take a quick break you know we got to pay yep. the bills we'll be right back in just a moment we're talking with michael lee mason about porn in america stay tuned All right, we were talking with Michael Lee Mason and he is the uh the guy who can get you uh, and protect your kids from the deviousness of the internet with freefiltering.org is that it freefiltering.org yeah and we were let me just uh, turn down the music here so we were talking real uh before about anime and uh, a form of pornography that has emerged from the this Japanese tell me about that you were just about to to go into a little bit deeper on this what is yeah, anime so
1: I had a I I had a user reach out to me, one of our users at freefiltering.org several weeks ago, and just said, hey, I want to make you aware of this subgenre of animated Japanese art so you can be sure to be blocking these websites because uh, sometimes they're they're classified a little bit differently than anime. A lot of listeners out there might have kids or grandkids who have gotten into anime, uh, which is this Japanese um artwork or almost comic books um, but this young man reached out to me and said hey I got sucked in uh, to anime as a late teen because I'm an artist I love you know graphics and, and nice art so I got sucked into this anime world and then I got led down a path into what's called hentai that's spelled h-e-n-t-a-i hentai he said, and what hentai is is it's almost a subgenre of anime that becomes very explicit very quickly. It's pornographic, and he said I noticed as a young man uh, over you know several years of getting into this stuff that they started to introduce concepts of uh, having sexual experiences with children Ugh. into this animated artwork, Ugh. and he said it's called Lolly, I think L O L I. So in in this animated art uh, that is you know you know we, we could say that it originated in Japan but I'm sure there's lots of people around the world making it and putting it out there today, but they are introducing the idea of sexually abusing children into comics right, right. that primarily target teen kids right so if you introduce this concept to a 16 17 18 19 year old uh, young man that uh, hey Here's all this animated sexual fantasy you can indulge in. It's not even really porn. You know, it's like they're, they're drawn characters. Oh, and by the way, uh, th- this young man told me it started off, they would joke about it. Like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if I did X, Y, Z with this kid? And then over time, it became just more explicit. So they're, they're basically attracting kids to this anime, this uh, Japanese animated art. And then there are corners of these websites that are explicitly pornographic, but then they're introducing the idea of abusing children as some type of sexual fantasy. So they're placing these ideas into young you know, mm-hmm. teenagers and young adults' heads that, uh, you know, hey, this is something exciting if you, if you go molest you know, whatever, a, a, mm-hmm. a niece or nephew or some kid that you have around you. So it's really dark, and, and the authorities can't do anything about it because it's not really child porn, it, according to the strict definition. Well, it's just animated. You know, it's just well, a cartoon. <laughs> Fritz we the Cat was just
0: animated it. too, and they didn't let kids in to see it, you know, when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's talk about uh, the transgender movement because I think that's part of this. It's sort of sexualizing children, getting them at a younger and younger age to break down the barriers. For one thing, it's absolutely abhorrent that they would take this uh almost like a parental role and then and then you've got teachers around the country who hide the sexualization of young children as six years old five years old uh, and they don't even tell their parents when these kids start you know sort of acquiescing to oh maybe I am in the wrong body maybe that's why I feel uncomfortable maybe you know I kid you not i i, I it's just I saw on a cruise a child who couldn't have been more than 12. And he was clearly a boy, but they were making him into a girl. That's all I can describe. And I thought, what a hard life this poor young person is going to face when they realize that the body they were given was a beautiful thing and there was no reason to mess with it, you know? And so transgenderism, now women in sports, everybody's upset about this. Tell me about this, the thing that happened overseas in Europe. It sounds crazy.
1: Yeah, so uh, apparently a 22-year-old man won the title of Miss Netherlands uh, in the Netherlands um, and is on his way to compete in Miss Universe, presumably. Uh, This does not surprise me, actually, right? Because I'm of the opinion that these beauty pageants have been distorting uh, the idea of what true beauty is for yeah. women for 75 years. Uh, Miss Universe is almost 75 years old. If you go to their website, uh, they're going to have some pictures with the rainbow flag in the background, and they're going to talk about, you know, how they've been promoting beauty and wonderful things for almost 75 years. They talk about, you know, making their competition more diverse and inclusive. Blah blah blah. So in my opinion, this is a natural progression for these beauty contests because they have been deceiving women for 75 years into placing their worth and their value into their physical appearance, which is not what it really means to be a beautiful woman. The scripture tells us that uh, beauty is fleeting. In other words, it always goes away. You get old and wrinkly. Um, Beauty is fleeting and charm is deceitful. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. St. Paul actually commends the women of old in the Old Testament, like Sarah, who was uh, Abraham's wife, and said, Be like the women of old, whose beauty came not from their outward appearance or their outward clothing, but it came from their quiet and gentle spirit. Uh, And and they were even obedient to their husbands to the point of calling their husband Lord. Right. You're not going to hear that. Uh, no. Any not today. Day, uh, no. Beauty pageant. No. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so to me, it doesn't surprise me. I couldn't care less that a man has won Miss Netherlands or that you know uh, uh, a man is going to enter Miss the Miss Universe pageant because, in my opinion, that's just more of the same that they've been doing for seventy five well, years, teaching women about what it means to be beautiful.
0: Yeah. Now we're new f- facing a new phase of grooming. Uh, and they bought into it again. It's uh, the the that wokeism has infected uh, something. And I agree with you. I, I've always I never watched them anyway. I never ever once, even when they had great like I think Johnny Carson may have even hosted one, didn't mean a thing to me because innately I knew that you know they're they're pretty, but that's not what your your looks aren't what make you beautiful at all. And I knew that even as a young person, so. Anyway, Right, and, and it know.
1: was kind of the soft porn. It was like the soft porn of the 60s or whatever, you know, yeah. turning them on. Like, really? You're going to parade women in a nightgown and then in a swimsuit and judge them? Oh, and by the way, we're going to make you give a short speech and talk about all the wonderful philanthropic things you're doing on the side. Or, I mean, really? Come on. Um, it, we all knew what it was really about. It's about sexualizing and uh, objectifying women, right? Which is no woman, well, many women today probably do want to be objectified uh, for for their outward appearance. But um, you know this transgender thing with them coming into the pageants, I couldn't care less. I think I say shut shut them all down. What's more concerning to me is a recent law uh, or a recent interpretation of a law in the UK that will criminalize it if parents in the UK do not use their child's preferred pronouns. If a parent in the UK. Uh, refuses to pay out of their pocket to transition their child to the opposite sex, they can be fined or be charged with child abuse in the UK. There's a law very similar to that going through the legislature in California right now. Um, So talk about inversion. Like we're totally inverting the truth to where it's becoming um, a crime to tell your kid the truth. But if you're willing to lie to them to their face, Everybody's applauding
0: you. Well, Michigan just recently passed legislation that would make it a crime if you don't address someone by their correct pronouns or if you write something on a blog or if you in any way offend uh, people. The You know, for sexual reasons, if you, again, if you say anything negative about somebody and they get their feelings hurt, then that would be on the same level as a, you know a violent act. You know.
1: you know how they get away with passing laws like that? How? No, the men don't have any courage. All right. If men were truly being uh, true to how God created men to be, they would have a backbone. They would have courage and they would not permit these laws to be passed. They would not permit... Uh, a lot of stuff that's going on in society today, but why, but why do men allow that? Well, when one in two men is habitually addicted to consuming pornography and turning inward and spending all their free time abusing themselves to pornography. Uh, we don't, as men, we don't have the courage to stand up and say, no, we will not stand for this. Right? So it's really, it's really, you know, impressive that Satan has gotten one in two men in America addicted to pornography because that weakens us internally to where men don't have the courage to stand up against this stuff. Uh, it takes courage to stand up against a mob and say, what you're doing is wrong. And as long as one in two men is uh, hiding out in their uh, bedroom at night, ignoring their wives yeah. or running around their new wives looking at porn we're going to get more and more laws like this because the men have lost their backbone in America.
0: And men should be helping each other and we should be counseling each other and talking honestly with each other. I remember one time I was uh, out golfing with a good friend of mine and he started making a pass at the, at the woman who was serving us a beer. And I was friends with his wife. My, you know, long story short, I said to him, I said, you can't be doing that and you need to yeah. stop that. That's not appropriate. We need to have those kind of Tough love conversations. Look, M- Michael Lee Mason, we're out of time. We've got to go. I just want to say that what you're doing is incredible. I want my listeners to be a part of it. If if, if you're you have children and you need help filtering out some of that ugliness and evil, uh, freefiltering.org is a good first step. And we'll have Michael on frequently to talk about some of these social issues. And he's doing a real good service. Freefiltering.org. Michael Lee Mason. Thank you so much for all that you're doing, and I look forward to our next conversation.